You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hi and welcome to our monthly podcast covering the latest releases of the AIB-sponsored Irish Manufacturing and Services PMIs. I'm John Herfinan from our Treasury Unit and joining me on this podcast is our Chief Economist, Oliver Mangan. The Purchasing Managers Index, I recognise measures of economic activity. Above 50 indicates expansion in a sector, while a reading below 50 represents contraction. And it's a good measure of the health of an industry in short. Good morning, Ollie. If I can start with the Irish um, manufacturing PMI data, we've seen it surge to a record high of 64.1, up from what was a record score of just over 60 in April. Can you bring us through what the May figure represents? Well, yeah, as you said, it hit a record high of 64.1. I think these surveys go back to the 1990s. So what it shows is, uh, as you mentioned earlier on, anything above 50 signals expansion. Anything above 55 is strong growth. Anything above 60 is very, very buoyant growth. So it shows activity picking up very, very strongly in the sector. I mean, there is a global boom manufacturing underway. So we have similar type readings you know, for the UK, the Eurozone, the US. I mean, they're, they're in around the Irish level. The Irish level was 64.1. The UK was 66.1. The, the, the Eurozone, 62.8. Uh, the US, 61.5. So there's a global rebound in manufacturing activity underway as economies reopen. And obviously, the restrictions are being lifted. There's quite a boost to demand. And industry and manufacturing are being stretched to meet that sort of demand. When you delve down into the... Um, into the components, I mean, uh, the overall index, as we say, hit a record high, 64.1, very, very high level. Output or production rose at a record pace uh, in the month. There was record growth in new orders as businesses reopened, and that was both domestically and from overseas. And then we're seeing things like backlogs of unfulfilled orders rising rapidly. So there's, there's really capacity constraints in the sector. Uh, really good news again, that very strong growth in employment and manufacturing. It's up for the eighth month in a row. So all, all the signs there are of really buoyant activity. Capacity constraints, I mean, it looks like manufacturing is struggling to meet the uh, the demand uh, with the backlogs and what have you, and even though it's taking on additional workers. Um, so on the negative side, what we're seeing is supply chains remain under severe pressure. So what I mean by that is longer delivery times. You know, 60% of the firms, I mean, there were already long delivery times in April. 60% of firms saw them lengthen even further in May. Uh, and we're talking about things like delays in transport. I mean, there's huge pressure on the global shipping capacity, getting containers and what have you. Uh, there's a global rebound underway, uh, big pickup in international trade. So you can imagine the pressure that's putting on, on the transport sector. There's a global shortage of raw materials. And then in Ireland's case, there's obviously the additional delays at, at, at ports in terms of the, the new customs arrangements with the UK. So, you know, manufacturers are finding it difficult to, to get supplies and get them, get them, get them on time. And not surprisingly, you know, that combination of a rebound in demand, um, pressure on supply chains, shortages of raw materials, what we're seeing is increasing price pressures. So input prices, what the manufacturers pay, increased at their fastest pace in 10 years. And they are passing on those in terms of higher output prices. The rise in output prices charged by manufacturers was a record for the month. Um, And then we looked at a key component of the survey is the outlook for the next 12 months. And you know, manufacturers are very optimistic for the ne- next 12 months. Um, the, the output expectations index is at nearly record high levels again in, um, in May. 
And really what firms see or expect is the vaccination programs are, will lead to not just a reopening of the economy, but there'll be a full and permanent reopening of the economy. And that will provide a major boost to business activity over the next 12 months. So that rebound in demand, I think it's fair to say they expect that to be sustained. Um, and, you know, they wouldn't be taking on workers in large numbers, et cetera, if they didn't see that uh, continue. So overall, a very strong report for the sector. And... Uh, mirroring the type of data we're seeing globally as well in, in the in, in the larger economies. And I'll just to touch on a key theme there, and I'm, I'm now, you probably stick to your teeth with it at this stage, but that supply chain angle, it creates a lot of problems in the economy in general, doesn't it, in terms of as prices keep to increase, you see the, the cost of a container coming back has gone up exponentially because, because yes. of that shipping kind of shortage you're saying, that's going to lead to goods being sold at higher prices because of the higher cost of making them. And that's going to all feed into a wider economic kind of situation. Yeah. Do you think we're at a tipping point in terms of 64.1 being as high as we're going to see it? I know it's a very difficult thing to ask. Or do you think this optimism is going to lead through because, as you say, the order books seem to be so strong? Yeah. Now, remember, the, the, the 64.1 doesn't tell you the level of activity. It, te- it tells you the change. So while we're seeing this accelerating growth, so I think growth could continue to grow strongly, right? But the index could fall back towards the mid-50s, for example. Sure. But, so what's happening there is you're still reaching ever higher levels of activity, but the pace of growth uh, is not as strong. Now, you, you may be right. Things like capacity constraints could, could uh, slow the pace of growth. I think the important thing is, you, you've referenced there the upper pressure on prices. And the important thing is central banks have been saying, we recognize that there are supply constraints here, but over time they should ease so the upper pressure on prices will abate and over time we will see the supply side we'll see increased production of raw materials we can bring more transport capacity on stream uh, etc so they think well what i mean by over time is they, they they expect this will last for this year but over the course of next year that the upper pressure uh, on prices will start to abate as more supply comes on stream and obviously you know businesses increase capacity to produce etc and moving across to the services sector, Ollie, the AIB Irish Services PMI for May keeps the good news story going, with business activity index rising to 62.1 from 57.7 in April. These are these two months, and particularly May, is a sharp contrast to the PMIs at the start of the year. What are your thoughts on this release? Are you surprised by the reading, given that the services sector, or certainly key components of it, are still under lockdown or just coming out of lockdown? What's your thoughts? You know, well, this is a May figure, obviously, and the economy, you know, large parts of the economy reopened over the last month or two. And again, it's not telling you the level of activity, John, it's telling you the direction. So output or activity is increasing at a rapid pace, but as you say, off a very low base. So, you know, the index is at a five-year high. Now, this is an index that could climb higher um, as more sectors reopen and, you know, move closer to operating to full capacity. There's obviously, within the survey, there's, there's four different sectors uh, but it was noticeable that the, I suppose, the sector which is around tr- transport and tourism, uh, certainly the overseas element will remain very weak. What we saw in the survey is, again, a big pickup in domestic activity and domestic orders uh, as the economy reopens. Some sectors seen that in terms of their overseas business as well, but crucially the transport and tourism sector is not because there's still obviously constraints here in terms of international travel, uh, as we know, in, in the main airports. So it's not a full rebounding activity or anything like that, but it is good to see that it you know even the the, the, the I suppose the tourism sector domestically has seen a strong rebound and uh, you know again there's lots of reports of uh, 
you know, big bookings uh, for June and July and, and August domestically in terms of the hospitality sector. So th- there's good news there as well. And again, a bit like in the manufacturing sector, what we're seeing is uh, in the broader services sector, backlogs again of unfulfilled orders. Uh, again, I suppose what we're seeing here is a release of a release of pent up demand. The economy had been in lockdown for the first three or four months of the year. So it's not surprising, you know, we're all going to go shopping. We're all going to go to the service providers, the barbers. There's, there's, there's pent up demand there, there's backlogs. They just can't meet all the demand at the present time. So uh, again, what was very encouraging in, in, in this survey was a strong growth in employment for the third month running in the, in the, the services sector. And again, as on the manufacturing side, we are seeing cost pressures build. And in particular, um, input price inflation, what these service providers are, are, are being charged for the inputs they use, rose at its fastest pace since 2008. Now, they passed on some of those increased costs to uh, to customers, but the increase wasn't at the same pace as, as, as their input costs. So there's a margin squeeze going on in the sector. And again, as with the manufacturing side, very optimistic on the 12-month outlook. The, the future activity index hit its highest level in, I think, since September 2017. So more and more parts of the services sector are reopening. We've seen the government's plans for June and July, uh, particularly in the hospitality side. So you know the, the outlook is very, very strong for the sector. And again, I think the key thing here is with the rollout of vaccines and a large part of the population being vaccinated at this stage, and um, you know, more and more being vaccinated over the summer, that the um, the reopening of the economy will be will be full and permanent uh, this time. That we won't be going back into lockdown uh, in the winter or long lock, lockdowns of, uh, as we've experienced over the last uh, fifteen months. So again, uh, overall, a very positive uh, survey for the sector. A very high reading. Uh, it may even climb higher uh, as more sectors in the services side of the economy reopen. Uh, and very positive outlook for the coming twelve months. I suppose the key concern here remains, to some extent, capacity in the sector, but also the way the cost pressures are building. Uh, and we are going to see higher inflation. But again, as I said, in relation to the manufacturing, the central banks are telling us we expect this will prove temporary. There will be a surge in demand. Supply will pick up over time. And uh, there will be a higher inflation this year, but the central banks are adamant that they will fall back uh, over the course of 2022. And I'll just to kind of summarize the discussion, I, the quarter one uh, national accounts figures is due this week, and they'll give us a, a window into what's gone on in the economy um, at the start of this year. And the collective kind of responses now to the PMI give us a sense for what business owners are thinking of going forward. What do you think all, all these numbers will mean for the state of the Irish economy for the rest of this yeah. year? Well, you're right. We, we get the, what's called the national accounts, repeat my better the GDP data on Friday for the first quarter. We already have data out of the Eurozone and, and the UK, and they show that, obviously, like ourselves, those economies were in lockdown in the first quarter. But the contraction activity wasn't that severe, certainly not as sharp as it was we saw last year during the lockdowns. And the firms have been very able to cope with, with lockdowns uh, than sorry, in 2021, that had been the case last year. So I think we'll obviously see a contraction in Irish output, but we wouldn't expect that the contraction on the domestic side will be as severe as we saw over the course of 2020. Uh, as elsewhere, uh, we'll expect to see a strong rebound in GDP growth in the second quarter, given the economy is reopening. We already have um, you know, signs of retail sales. Anecdotally, we're very strong in um, May. A uh, big increase in football through, through, through the main shopping centres, etc. So the and services are 
gradually opening over the course of the quarter. So we see a good rebound in activity in, in the second quarter. But I suppose more importantly, an expectation that that will continue right through the second half of the year. So what we've seen actually is ahead of these figures, I mean, the forecast earlier on the year were that the Irish economy would grow maybe about 3% in 2020. We've had updated forecasts over the last month from the Department of Finance, from the ESRI, from the IMF, the European Commission. And they're all saying they they expect a stronger performance now by the Irish economy this year. The growth of the economy could be around maybe 4.5%. And then for next year, that will be sustained. We could see growth of 5% or above in 2022. So, uh, and, and the survey data that we discussed here uh, for May for the manufacturing and service sector are certainly consistent with that, that we're seeing a very strong rebound in activity get underway at the present time and that it will be sustained. Oliver, as always, thank you for your time and insights. And thanks to all our customers and listeners for joining us today. Stay close to all our latest uh, podcasts by pressing the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. For those customers impacted by the pandemic, you can find details of AIB support packages at aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. Thank you and take care. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.